0: In joy and in sorrow, in sickness and in health, Lord, those familiar words we hear in Christian marriage, a covenant that's made, and, and these words that we've just heard sung, Lord, remind us of the covenant you've made with us, that in troubling times, in those difficult, dark valleys and in the heights of, of, of joy in life, Lord, that you're present to us and that your joy defies the circumstances of our lives and that we can be united to Christ in the midst of them. So Lord, I pray that as we have a time in your word today and a time of testimony, would you please do a good work in our hearts and speak to us, Holy Spirit, people that might be here that are are feeling drained, are feeling frustration, feeling a great lacking in their life, feeling far from you, feeling like they don't fit in. I pray, Lord, that you administer in all these ways through the simple words I've prepared, through the testimony that you've written on the heart of our uh, two brothers that will be coming forward in just a moment. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our text this morning is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 to 18, which says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God, in Christ Jesus, for you. It's a short passage, but it tells us a great deal about God's will in three important areas for life, and in fact... We'll see in just a moment that it's one essential area of our life. Beginning with rejoice always. Rejoice always. Let me ask you this question. Are you enjoying life today? Are you enjoying your life at this hour? Not, well, things look pretty good, or, well, I've got work tomorrow, but at least I have a day off, or, well, I'm, I'm serving at the church, and I guess there's a source of... But are you enjoying your life? God wants you to experience joy in the here and now, not way out in the by and by in heaven. But right now, He has joy for us. In fact, joy is a sign that we are in Christ. First Timothy six seventeen. It's instruction for the rich, and everyone here uh, qualifies as being rich compared to the rest of the world. It says uh, that we're to set our hopes on God who, quote, richly provides us with everything to enjoy. That God is the source of all that is joyful. All the joy that we can experience comes from God. But what happens when you're not exactly fearing, feeling very joyful? What are we supposed to do? This past week, I took it upon myself to do some home maintenance, uh, and it was not a very joyful experience at all. Our previous house that we owned in Minneapolis was built in the 40s, and that house had survived all those Minnesota winters, no problem. The house right here in Milestone built 15 years ago, and everything's starting to fall apart right now. In fact, all of the faucets have decided Uh, This is time to start breaking and falling apart. And so I thought, okay, well, I can replace a faucet, right? How hard could that be? I picked up a faucet at Home Depot. I got the Home Depot book. It says uh, for beginners it should take, well, for experts it says 15 minutes. and kind of works down from there. I'm embarrassed to tell you how long it took me. But I know I'm going to hear about it anyway, so I have to say, it took me three hours to replace that faucet. Now I'm I'm I think I'm sort of handy, but it's because it was so corroded and, and gross and you have to have the right tools, right, Brian? You gotta have the right tools. You gotta have the right tools for a job like that. I was not experiencing joy. Now, was I somehow uh, not in the Lord in that moment? No. There there's a helpful insight that I wanna share with you that I I studied this text, and it was sort of an aha moment. You see, in this text that we've just read, these instructive verbs, rejoice, pray, give thanks, they're all stated in the plural verb form in the Greek. What does that mean? Well, it means, in, in the context of what we've been studying these past few weeks, Paul's encouraging the whole church assembled for worship. Right here, he's not talking about our private life, our workaday life. He's talking about when we all come together, that we should rejoice always. Now, shouldn't we be joyful in the Lord? Certainly. Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. I say again, rejoice. But joy isn't something that you can turn on and off again like a tap. No, in fact, we know that when we come to worship We're coming from places where we've been beat up and bruised and insulted during the week. Some of us are tired and worn out. But when we come together for worship, we want to open that tap of God's joy all the way so that when you come to worship together, we are rejoicing. We are tasting. We are seeing that the Lord is is good. That's Paul's instruction to the church. That kind of takes the pressure off, doesn't it? It Takes the pressure off for me, because I know that I can't be Bobby McFerrin, uh, be happy in all circumstances. No, this is an invitation to joyful worship, to come into the house of, of prayer and say, the Lord has a blessing for me and for the people around me. And even if I don't feel a lot of joy, if I'm frustrated and you see me running around, I'm never frustrated, but sometimes I am running around a bit. But I know when that worship starts, there's going to be joy flowing in this place, in the house of prayer. And so our, our, rejoices, our rejoicing isn't dependent upon happy circumstances, but on our communion in Christ. And our hope-filled worship centers on the gospel of Christ. Next is to pray without ceasing. Can we cultivate a, a mental attitude of prayerfulness and being aware of the Lord? Yes, indeed, absolutely. But this passage isn't speaking to private individual prayer, but to corporate intercession. When you come here to worship at Neillsville, there are people praying for you. And in the midst of the service uh, of our worship service, we're to intercede on one another's behalf. Right now, you could pray for the person sitting beside you. We encourage that. That's the kind of prayer that Paul's talking about. How did Jesus instruct his disciples? Did he say, pray like this, my father? No, he said, pray our father. He expects his people, his disciples, to come together for prayer. Joyful praise is an indispensable element of public worship, as is our intercessory prayer. And lastly, we're to give thanks in all circumstances. So add rejoicing plus praying plus giving thanks for God's priceless grace and redeeming love for the world through Jesus Christ. And what do you get? You get God's will. You put a smile on God's face, if I could say that. If we do those three things when we gather every Sunday morning, it says that's God's will for us. We don't thank God for all circumstances, do we? No. That would be crazy to thank God for all circumstances, even evil circumstances, to thank God for the prayer cards I just read. I wanted to to cry over over these cards, the the pain that many of us here are, are bearing this morning. No. But what can we do? We can thank God in all circumstances. We can thank the Lord, the Lord of power and abundance and joy, that He's in it with us. And why do we express our faith joyfully and prayerfully and thankfully? Because, Paul writes, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. When you come to Neilsville, you may not always feel like praising or praying or giving thanks. Goodness, if you did, you'd be an exceptional, otherworldly kind of figure. We all have our ups and downs. But when you come in here, there's going to be at least someone else, or two, or three gathered, or a hundred, or two hundred. And they're going to be here to lift you up. That was the mark of the early church. People would say, "How is it that you people keep rejoicing and praying and, and giving thanks together in the midst of all the hardship that you're facing?" If we could interview them in the first church in the early church, they would probably say, "It's because of my family." I gather together with my family. This is the Lord's Day. Sunday, the first day of the week, is Resurrection Sunday. That's why during Lent, if you're observing Lent by fasting, you break your fast on the Lord's Day. This is a feast day. This is a celebration. If you don't feel like celebrating, look to the person next to you. Look to the folks up here leading. And you'll experience God's will in Christ It means that we're united to him, the living Lord and Savior. He makes all the difference in our world. We're not rejoicing over a philosophy. We're not praying to an idea. We're not thankful for religion. We're joyful, we're prayerful, we're thankful for the living God. And for what God is doing in our midst In your life, I thank God what he's doing in your life. And in your life, I thank God I want to know your story. Take out those green cards. You got them? We're going to have this thing called appreciative inquiry interviews. Appreciative, to to appreciate, to to value, to lift up, to esteem. Inquiry, to to discover. It's a 15-minute interview. Some of them might be a little bit longer than others between April 27th and May 9th. And what we're going to ask you to do is fill out those cards and choose when and how you'd like to do that interview. Maybe it's on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night. Maybe it's in your small group. Maybe it's on the phone with your deacon. Or maybe you'd prefer just to write your answer and mail it in or email it. The purpose of these interviews is to gather as many stories of peak experiences at Nielsville, and valued insights to help in our spiritual discernment of God's will. So We believe the Holy Spirit speaks through God's people when we are rejoicing and praying and giving thanks together and seeking God's will. I could get on, uh, online and we could create a survey on Survey Monkey or one of those things and you could say, I like this, I like that, I don't like this, I don't like that. That's not what the Bible is teaching us, I think, in the midst of this time to do. I think what God's saying to us from his written word and from Jesus is to say, listen to one another. Make sure that every person has an opportunity to share their story. Value the insights of what I have done in and through your lives collectively. And out of that, it's the elders' desire in mind that, that we will discover what God's good and perfect and pleasing will is for Nielsville. And so I'd like to invite uh, Bill and Winston Burkhart to come forward. As they come forward, uh, they're going to come up and we're going to uh, just do a little mini interview here. It's going to be a little bit foreign, a little different because uh, we don't have an hour, we don't have 15 minutes. And Bill, you are walking. Come on, keep coming, brother. But we're going to try. I'm going to feel a little bit like a heel if I ask you guys to to jump a question or two. But let's see how this goes. Welcome. Let's give them a hand. They're being put on the spot here. Hey, Winston. Come on in, gentlemen. Welcome. Just this very casual, just the three of us guys hanging out. Uh, Not everyone knows... You and your family. Can you just share a little bit of, of your background, where you're from, and and how long have you been here at Nielsville?
1: Well, well that would take more than fifteen minutes. <laughs> well, you're going you're to give me the you're going to give me the
0: rears digest version. Well, how long have you lived? How long I, have you lived I, in Damascus?
1: You know, we've been there thirty years, uh, for almost forty. Uh, we've been here twenty years, a little over that. Twenty years. Yeah. I was involved in a nuclear fuel cycle, uh, which would take uh, quite a bit of explanation. Oh yeah, we're, no, we're, <laughs> and we're, not, going we're to, not going to and do that. We're not going to do that.
0: Well, tell me a story about the best times you've had as a member of, of Nielsville. So looking back, and by the way, the questions are printed in your bulletin. If you want to look in the, uh, the sermon notes section, you can follow along. Looking back at your entire experience, recall a time when you felt most joyful, alive, and fulfilled in your involvement. What was happening? Who was who was there?
1: Well, it's interesting. We didn't compare notes ahead of time.
0: That's good. That's
1: <laughs> Did we? I know, <laughs> no. And I didn't compare notes with Bill. Uh, but the uh, joy of uh, a celebration of our 60th wedding, I know. at the 11 o'clock service Uh, and unbeknownst to us uh, it was dedicated to our 60th anniversary Uh, it was all hymns uh regular hymns uh gospel hymns
0: and so the but the worship service was dead and you didn't know that that was coming right oh my that's When, what year was that? Year that ago? was 10 years ago. 10 years ago.
1: Yeah. And, uh, that must have been a high point. Yeah, it, was, it was. Absolutely. Bill, there, were, there were many others, but I won't
0: Yeah, no, that. that's a beautiful one. Bill, how about for you? What, what's been a high point for you?
2: I think uh, mine came probably uh, before I was a member of the church, and this goes back to probably 40 years ago when I was a, At the time, I belonged to a youth group who was uh, non denominational and we were called the New Life Singers. And we ran around to uh, different churches putting on different performances. And uh, the one performance was more theatrical than the others that we had done, which gave the life of Jesus Christ. And we put on a presentation that was from the birth to his resurrection. And, you know, being up here kind of reminds me of those times because we were at this church and put on several performances here. And, uh, you know, I would sit over there. I was in charge of the lighting. And the front line was back there with the sound. But uh, we had a role in the uh, performance. And through the started to, say, crucify, kill him, you know, that always put a uh, lump in my heart, and you would feel the presence of the Holy Spirit.
0: To have that dramatic thing happen. To have that dramatic yeah. thing happen.
2: Yeah. And uh, I don't know how many people are still around I'm here 40 years ago, but I know there are a few. And uh, But every time we put on a presentation, we would have a, a full house. And I don't know where the people came from, because it wasn't a uh, population like this No, and now. They, they came out. And, uh, but they came out to hear us. And, you know, we had guitars, we had drums, you know, we had the whole works, you know, like a praise and worship thing. And, uh...
0: But that was a, that was a draw. That was a, a wonderful experience. It was a
2: wonderful okay. experience. And we always had a packed house when we put on these performances. And, uh, we were, uh, Funded by free will
0: spirit, Great. free will giving. Let me ask you the second question. When you think back about all the aspects of our church, you, know, you think worship and classes, groups, fellowship, all the things. Listen here, mission support, outreach. Uh, what do you find to be especially meaningful and important? Things that that Nielsville does. What's what's most well uh, uh,
1: of the things that are. That 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 they do, I think the strongest uh, attribute is uh, the evangelistic program, which uh, we support uh, externally uh, in terms of uh, other countries.
0: uh, The global mission support,
1: global missions, but we also have a very strong support of uh, local missions yeah and i think this is the strongest adjunct
0: great how about for you bill what do you think strongest thing that we do that if it wasn't a part of this church it, something would be amiss if it wasn't here in Nielsville.
2: well i too enjoy the uh, reach out that we have for global and local missions and i think that's very important that um we do uh A lot of the uh, reach out to the community Mm -hmm. and to uh, gather people in to uh, worship us, whether we're inviting a friend a week or uh, invite somebody, you know, a neighbor or whatever, just bring somebody to church.
0: Just to invite a neighbor friend.
2: Yeah. And uh, and if they don't accept then you know, your seed is planted. Yeah. It's not you to draw the water. That's That's right. That's for the Holy Spirit to do.
0: Great. What is the single characteristic of our church that's most valuable to you? A, a distinguishing mark. Something we want to see spread. Something that that's most meaningful. So whereas the next last question was, well, what do we do? Who are we that's most important to you? You'd like to see more of, or if it was somehow disappeared tomorrow, we would cease to be Nealsville.
1: Uh, I would say in one word, compassion. Hmm. And uh... Many forms. Um, to, uh, I guess convolutes into the into the uh, second question. Our third question. So I'll.
0: Uh, you want to say that? All right. Sorry. That's say fine. Compassion. compassion. And Bill, how about for you? What would you say? Repeat the question. Well, what what what's the one attribute that really stands out to you as most significant? Something you'd love to see spread at Nealsville that's core to who we are, your 20-plus years at at Nielsville, and you just want to see more of that at the church. And that leads to our last question. Uh, so we're looking for ways that we can be the best possible church to God's glory and fulfilling our mission to be and to make disciples. And in the history of the church, and you look through the, the Bible, the blessing that's left, the blessing that's put upon from an older generation to the next, hopes that are given. So here's the question. You come back next Sunday morning to worship, and three things are different, or three, three things are or have happened that you didn't expect? What would they be? What do, What do you hope for? Uh, uh, hope for the church that would be most excellent for the future of the church. What would those hopes be? Or just one?
1: No, I. I, I you? Got, oh, you? You I've came got, prepared. I gotta to go to my crib notes. All right, here we go. <laughs> Ten years ago, I wouldn't need to.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, I think that uh, expa- ex- actually <laughs> it goes into your sermon of prayer for the person next to you uh, in groups uh, and we have a, in this and it goes into this compassion business of At one end of the spectrum, we have or had the Stephen Ministry, which is a one-to-one coverage uh, of individuals who are really in a crisis mode of uh, impending death or divorce, uh, illness. Uh, and the like
0: so you'd like to see, see more of that or a return to something like Stephen ministry well and
1: that, the compassion a, yeah that yeah. would be good to see uh, but we have at the other end uh, a group of uh, older folks who uh, are young at hearts anyway and that get that is a, a good And uh, in between, uh, there are uh, small groups and uh, the like, but the individual prayer for neighbor, uh, next door...
0: uh, Uh, Interceding for one another.
1: Interceding with one another. Uh, known or unknown as far as you're doing that thing uh, I, I'm a, a that, participant in the result of this sort of uh, prayer thing and I think one of the questions was what well, would you want J- Jesus to see Yeah. When, when you, uh, uh, if he were to walk in the door, and yeah. it's uh, this compassion, and what uh, I don't know if, how but, many of you read Daily Bread, but the other day they talked about uh, prayer warriors, and that's not PC cor- correct. No, that's so, good. That we need <laughs> to bring
0: up. Uh, let me. I uh, just, for sake of time, we're gonna. Yeah. I'm sorry, Bill. What, what would you want to say?
2: Some of it's the same as what he had mentioned. Uh, I would like also to see, uh, possibly have a prayer room, prayer rooms, where congregation... Have we ever had that? Have we ever had a
0: prayer room before? No. No. Okay.
2: And, uh, but, for instance, you would have your um, deacons, your elders, pastors, possibly in this room and the congregation could come into this room. If they had special prayers or special needs, they could come in here and have uh, the leaders of the church pray over them, pray for them with their uh, Love it. problems that they have. Okay. Um, or for subscribe. It doesn't have to be things that are burdened. Services now maybe that was because of the service that we went to, but uh, downstairs it was, uh, it was almost standing room only.
0: So have more more fellowship.
2: And I would like to see more participation in the fellowship where okay. uh, both services were able to
0: come together. come together. We're gonna have to leave it there, gentlemen. Okay. Can we give him a hand? Thank you so much. Very good. Let's pray. Let's pray, and then we're gonna sing together. Lord, thank you for. For Winston and Bill, and thank you, Lord, for their coming up here. This is sort of a foreign kind of environment to have a quick interview. If I want to ask more questions, and, and will after the service. But, Lord, we thank you for, for each of them, and we thank you for their family being part of this church. We pray, God, that you would give us a vision, give us a vision for uh, our present and our future. To your glory, we pray. Amen. Amen. Friends, let's stand and let's sing.